Blog Talk Radio. Corruption. Racism. Xenophobia. White supremacy. Healthcare protections hanging by a thread. Law enforcement encouraged to commit acts of brutality. Peaceful people being separated from their families. And at the helm, a man beholden to Russia who is so unhinged that his actions could actually lead us to nuclear war. Join Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Together we must stand against the destruction of this country and the ideals we hold dear. Before it's too late. To join in the conversation, it is area code 914-205-5772. That's area code 914-205-5772. You can also join us in the chat room on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And you can, if you're leaving, for listening after the podcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc., over on the show thread at liberaldan.com or on Twitter at liberaldanradio. Um, been a busy couple of days, so I haven't had too much prep time for this uh, for this episode. But there's still a lot of stuff that needs to be talked about. Um, we have uh, Hurricane Florence coming down the pipe uh, towards the west coast or east coast. I'm sorry, um, heading west towards the east coast in the Atlantic Ocean. And, of course, the Trump administration does not give the citizens of North Carolina or South Carolina or anywhere else that it may get hit any faith that anything's going to go well. Uh, Donald Trump believes that he doesn't get enough credit for his response to Puerto Rico. 3,000 people died in Puerto Rico, and this infrastructure was terrible and badly beaten and they haven't been able to get the help that they need. But yet Donald Trump wants us to applaud his good job, supposedly. And I don't think that should be the case. Obviously, and most people, I think, with who are reasonable would have to look at Donald Trump and say, this is ridiculous. There is no reason, there's no way that you could say anything other than the fact that the response – to this, to the hurricane in Puerto Rico, was a failure. If you say anything that it was other than it was a failure, you are really kind of proving to everybody that you're a political hack and that you're only supporting the president because you're the president, and not because you know what he's doing or you support other things that he's doing, and you're just willing to ignore everything else as supposed fake news. Um, we've got news coming out of. Uh, one of the New Orleans suburbs, Kenner, Louisiana. Uh, Kenner, Louisiana is a uh, 
um, it's where the city of airport, city of New Orleans airport is actually located. Uh, I used to live there. It's where I lived when I ran for Congress. It's also, um, I've run for city council there as well. And I actually know Ben Zahn. I actually ran against Ben Zahn uh, for the city council seat that he eventually won uh, in that election. So it was really interesting to, now I was a little bit surprised uh, to here, not, not not completely, but just a little bit surprised that he went that way. And there's some very important reasons why he did what he did and what the repercussions might be for doing what he did. So, but I did want to start off the show briefly to discuss something that's happened with me in conversations uh, with two separate people in two separate forums on Facebook. And it's a weird kind of argument that's being, that was made to me by uh, fellow liberals. Um, one was that we're in a kind of, it was, it was, a, it was a, it's a Facebook group that has people from all sides and, there was, you know, a question made by somebody about whether or not Kamala Harris was qualified to be president. Somebody actually stated that she wasn't qualified to be president. So I asked why, you know, this person, I asked the person to prove why that would be the case. And then, you know, as I've discussed in this program, I did bring up my issues with Senator Harris and why I think that uh, – I would be concerned about her Justice Department. Uh, of course, her Justice Department would be miles better than the Justice Department of Donald J. Trump. But it still would make me to believe there would be some problematic things going on in it. And that if we truly want social justice reform, that Kamala Harris is not the way to go. Because she, for all her words, her actions speak louder than her words. And her actions have shown problems. And I've discussed that on the show. And the comment there was that I shouldn't be bringing up liberal issues that I have with liberal people in a mixed discussion forum where you have conservatives and liberals because for some reason, like, because Republicans will bring up, bring them up. If Republicans attack liberals, then why do we have to attack liberals? And I'll say this. As a general rule, a lot of the times I will say when people say, well, why don't you talk about Democrats more often or liberals more often? And I will, I will say as a general rule, I kind of leave, you know, the liberal attacks, the attacks on the liberal people, liberal folks, liberal side or whatever, you know, I'll leave that to Republicans. That's it because I know Republican people who are out there are going to attack the liberals for what they perceive as wrongs. So I like, you know, so we'll focus more of my attention on conservatives and the issues that I have with them. The problem is this, is that conservatives are not going to look at what Kamala Harris did, where she fought the release of somebody who was deemed innocent 
she's not they're not going to look at her what she did there and say oh she did a bad job they probably would applaud that it was a conservative court that allowed somebody to stay in jail or prison because he filed his habeas corpus petition three days too late despite the fact that it was the judge that gave the that gave the deadline the judge said you have until this date to do it the judge was wrong. The judge was late by three days. He made the filing date as given to him by the judge, but because he was late, he was not allowed out on a technicality. Now, in this case, it didn't happen. The person was eventually released from prison after two years of fighting, after two years of being deemed to be wrongfully incarcerated because his lawyer completely screwed the pooch. His lawyer, his public defender, did not do a good job, did not call witnesses, did not do his due diligence that he should have done. And the gun or knife or whatever it was, the weapon, was was stated by witnesses to have belonged to somebody else. Yet the officers locked this person up. So you're not going to find anybody who's going to be criticizing, on the right, who's going to be criticizing Kamala Harris for doing that. And... When we're talking about potential future presidential candidates, and I think it's safe to assume that Kamala Harris is positioning herself to be a future possible either presidential or vice presidential candidate. You know, she is establishing herself on a national scene. Uh, she's making names for herself with the questions that she's asked. And, you know, I, I'm critical of, again, of something else that she did when she was uh, just talking to Kavanaugh and um, she said something to the effect that, um, here's this here's here's this information that I supposedly have. Did you talk to these people about this investigation, about the Mueller investigation? I think it was that. <clears throat> Did you talk to any specific person? He was like, I don't recall speaking with any specific individual. Now, whether or not he is lying or not on the stand, often I do not recall is the, the answer, is the weasel answer, because saying that I have no recollection of something gives you the wiggle room to say, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They can't prove that they can't prove to anybody that you were lying, that they can't prove to anybody that you really didn't remember. You can do and you're just like, oh, I, I, yeah, now that I think about it some more, I remember now. It allows wiggle room. So he was being potentially coy, but it, she should have just asked the direct question then. She just said, hey, did you meet with this specific person there? And, of course, you, you would have had another I do not recall at this time statement. And then he had a day to talk about, you know, the law firm. But it was just, you know, silly politics. Silly politics done, you know, for the, for the sake of political theater. It does nothing to prevent him from taking the bench. Absolutely not. But I'm not supposed to criticize fellow liberals, according to this other liberal, in mixed settings. That's not, but that's not how we're going to get the best candidates. We're not going to get the best candidate by by closing our eyes and saying, "Oh no, we can't, can't judge this person." That's 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 not not right, not fair. But what happens if she becomes the presidential candidate? Well, I'll vote for her because for all of her flaws, Kamala Harris is better than Donald Trump. But I'd rather have somebody else with less flaws and maybe more experience. 
we'll see. I mean, I'd still rather Tammy Duckworth. And she, again, she doesn't have as many, much more experience than Kamala Harris. But again, she doesn't have the flaws there that I'm supposedly not supposed to pick on. Other side of the coin, on a page where it's mostly liberals, I correcting a fellow liberal about the whole Ben Zahn thing. And this liberal questioned whether or not I should be talking about, because the person was bringing up how, how people reject this sort of thing, this sort of action by Ben Zahn. And I was like, no, the majority of Louisiana doesn't reject what Ben Zahn did in the city of Kenner. He's doing this for, for purposeful reasons. And she insists on telling me, no, that I'm wrong, that I'm wrong, that I'm wrong. She was absolutely wrong, and other people said it. But she, and there are other issues pertaining to this conversation that I won't go into, but there's the main issue was simply, she was, or the main issue for this conversation is that she was trying to say that I shouldn't be bringing up my issues with a conservative or the facts about this conservative or, or being, I really don't even know what she was talking about. She was frankly a wide duel. She's, this person was the type of person that conservatives will hold up high and say, look, see how liberals are crazy? This is a crazy liberal right here. We don't want this. And so apparently I'm not supposed to be bring, bring up my issues, bring up the truth, bring up the facts about conservatism in an all-liberal forum. Again, I don't know what she meant. I don't know what the purpose was. I don't know other than the fact that she's crazy, but it's a topic for a different day. Um, but yeah, it's just, no, I, I don't care what the forum is. I don't care where I'm at. I'm going to, you know, advocate as long as it's on topic, I'm going to add, I'm going, I'm going to not hold back my opinions on certain things. And if people are spouting something that's incorrect, I'm going to correct them. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter what your race is. No, I'm going to treat people equally. And if a liberal is going to criticize me for, for complaining about other liberals in a cross-faction forum, I'll absolutely set up and say, you're wrong. We need to police our own as well as criticize the other side. And there's much more to criticize on the other side, I think, than of our own to police. But we need to not avoid policing our own just because it's in a mixed forum. I think it makes us look better if we are willing to police our own, if we are willing to point out and say, look, this guy was wrong, this guy was bad, this guy has problems, this person is ridiculous, this woman's not making a good argument or this has a bad policy position or whatever. Whoever you are, if you're the wrong choice, we need to speak up about it. So anyway... Let me go ahead and take the first commercial break. Come back and uh, take your calls as well. Uh, we can also uh, talk we're going to talk about the Benzon thing for a little bit. Um, go over w- what the issues with that are. I might go back to Kavanaugh as well for a second because that things you want to say about that. Nine one four two zero five five seven seven two. This is Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.
Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budget Ears is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a rideshare driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. Here's what this conversation went down just briefly before I get to... um, Actually, let's talk about... I'll talk about... Let's say what the memorandum says first. Okay. Date September 5th to Chad Pitfield, Director of Parks and Recreation Department from Mayor E. Benzon III. RE Booster Club Purchases. Effective immediately, all purchases made by any booster club operating at any kind of recreation facility for wearing apparel, shoes, athletic equipment, and or any other athletic product must be approved by the Director of Parks and Recreation or his designee. Under no circumstances will any Nike product or any product with a Nike logo be purchased for use or delivery at any Kenner, City of Kenner recreation facility. Uh, this is, again, in response to the ad um, from Nike, where they uh, included many athletes in this conversation. And, but, of course, Colin Kaepernick is the main one, and conservatives pitched a fit. It was a great ad. I loved it. Um, not just because it made conservatives pitch a fit, but because... It's, I mean, a really good message. It says a really good message. And I think, again, it was very bold of Nike to continue doing what they do with their advertisements. But, you know, I kind of realized, or, you know, that this goes beyond just the city of Kenner. And in reality, city of Kenner, or Mayor Benzon, rescinded this earlier today. So it's no longer the policy of the city of Kenner to do this, but you can't unring the bell. You know, the bell has rung. Benzon has stated his opinion on the matter when it comes to this. And he has gotten national attention. That's the key here, national attention. I and others have pointed out that we have a governor's election next year. Uh, Governor Edwards, John Bell Edwards, is running for re-election. And one of the announced candidates to oppose him is single-term, two years in, 
former state treasurer, former Democrat, now Republican, John Kennedy, John N. Kennedy. He has, is likely going to be running against Governor Edwards. And if he wins, and let me tell you, probably the only reason that John Bell Edwards won this past time was because John Bell Edwards was effective in making the prostitute scandal with David Vitter an issue and was able to convince 10% of voters who voted in this election to not vote for the Republican for governor and instead vote for the Democrat because the Republican uh, lieutenant governor uh, won 55 to 45. John Bell Edwards won 55 to 45, which means there's 10% of the people most likely who voted for both Governor Edwards and Lieutenant Governor Nungesser. So that was 10% of the people who were like, look, the prostitution thing is just a bit too much. We don't want the governor's mansion turning into a brothel. Let's not have Governor Vitter. So when, when Senator, if, if Senator Kennedy wins, and it's a strong possibility that he could, um, I don't want to see it happen. But it's a, I mean, it's, it's Louisiana. And even though Senator Kennedy has made some arguments that have made some sense and have been counter to Trump, that's the rare. That's rare. I mean, it's more often than most, but it's still rare. Um, but if he wins the governor's election, because governor say Louisiana, he would then give up a seat. Now, Louisiana is one of the few states that doesn't allow the governor to replace an appointment for the duration of the term. A, a replacement will be appointed from Louisiana. That person will serve till the next special election. Then a special election will be run. Ben Zahn now has national attention. He has now made himself somebody in the national spotlight. He will be able to run for Senate and have immediate name recognition where he didn't previously. I was wondering at first what he might want to run for with this, because that's always, you know, somebody does something drastic. So if somebody does something controversial, it's probably because they want to make a name for themselves. So I'm thought of that well, maybe he wants to run for, because uh, he used to sit uh, on the Kenner City Council, then he moved to the Jefferson Parish Council. Jefferson Parish is the county in which Kenner sits. Um, and so he went from the parish to the city council to the parish council. He then went on to run and win the election to become mayor of Kenner. And it's really weird because he and somebody else in the, that election where he ran for the city council, they hated each other. Hey, at least that's what I thought. And now she's like his assistant or something like she's working for him. Strange bedfellows are made in Ketter. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe he wants to run for uh, the state legislature. Maybe he wants, that's coming up at some point. Maybe he wants to run for state senator even. Well, there's a special election for this United States Senate. Well, that's obviously a prize that one would want. Um, being a mayor kind of helps, you know, just a little bit. But being the mayor, even of a small city, that was able to make national headlines for doing something 
that many conservatives will applaud, that's something completely different. So I said I believe he has national aspirations for this, and he's going to do this because it's going to play well to Louisiana. Remember, Louisiana, the state that voted, again, 55 to 45 for Governor Edwards, but 55 to 45 for Billy Nungesser. So 45% of the state voted for Nungesser's opponent. But 35-ish percent of the state voted for Hillary. State 60-something percent voted for Trump. So Trump got an even wider election. So there's, there's a large conservative base in Louisiana that um, like Trump, that like the way he does things, and will like a senator up in the Senate who will support his beliefs and views, which Ben Zahn has proven that he's done by standing in firm opposition to the straw man argument that is what they believe the kneeling is about. Because it's not about protesting the troops or the cops or the firemen, which he brought in for some reason. It's about racial injustice, police brutality. It's not attacking cops. It's attacking cops who are brutal to their black citizenry. So this person states, people believing he did this as a power move are proving why we have to speak out against it loudly as an entire state and make sure that it is known that we do not accept that here. Him thinking this would get him ahead was a grave mistake. This should ruin him, and we should make sure it does. And I'm sitting there like, you don't think Louisianans are clapping gleefully at this? There's a reason that we are on the bottom of all the good lists and the top of all the bad ones. Her response to me is, that mindset is wrong. There are many, many, many who are horrified. Many elected officials have spoken out. Quit basking in the fact that we are last and help us move forward. No, I don't believe Louisianans are clapping gleefully at this because I know Louisiana and the one of the ones that are need and the ones that are need to bring their hoods back into hiding and clap privately and be scared to do it again. Um, and I said, yeah, there are many who oppose it. There are many more who are clapping like lethal idiots. I'm not basking in anything. I'm disgusted by the truth. It's still the truth. Let Louisiana reject Trump. I'll admit I'm wrong then. Um, and she's like, um, people are trying, and you're not doing anything to help. Your apologies mean nothing, and no one asks for it. Our state needs change. Either help or be quiet with the ones perpetuating the problem. I'm like, I'm not apologizing for anything. You're the one who wants to bury your head in the sand and ignore the huge elephant in the room. She also claims to work with this. Um, later, I later came to find out that this person uh, claims to be somebody who gives courses, the white lady who gives courses on racial justice or something. It's ridiculous. Um, the idea that we, again, it's silly that this person would reject the truth about Louisiana and that there are many, many, many Louisianans who gleefully are clapping for this. Love the fact that Ben Zahn did this. Love the fact that he took a stand against Nike and, and, and against Colin Kaepernick and supported the troops and, and the police officers, even though, again, it's not what the, we're not, we're not, 
we're not opposing the troops, we're not opposing the flag when we're protesting. When we protest, it's because we want racial justice. We want people to not be able to be drive, get caught with a driving while black or to be shot summarily by police like Tamir Rice, like John Crawford. This fool thinks she has the ability to lecture me on her appeal to her so-called authority that she teaches classes on this crap. No, it's not the case at all. The case is that Louisiana is backwards. And yes, we need to shine a big freaking light on that. We need to shine a big light. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. And only by shining a light will it cause the racist bigots when they don't feel safe to clap anymore. Right now we have Donald Trump as president. There's nothing that will stop them from feeling safe by waving their Nazi flags and wearing their hoods. There's nothing that will make them feel unsafe until this president is defeated and we have a Congress that will stand up to this president. Thinking otherwise is foolishness. But, hey, I don't know. Democrats used to have a majority of state. We don't now. You know why? I think because of foolish decisions and foolish people like this. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the next commercial break. Go on and take your calls as well. Uh, 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. This is Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kind of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a ride-share driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. So, I'm talking about the Benzon thing, talking about, you know, the storm. One of the things about the storm that, you know, before I get to Kavanaugh, this storm issue is just 
I saw somebody on the um I saw somebody on on the uh news who was saying, Oh, I'm not gonna leave. I only got eighty five mile per hour leaves wins the last storm. There's no reason for me to um there's no reason for me to leave because the last storm was bad, as if the performance of the last storm is any reason why we should believe that this next storm is going to be not drastic. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But these people are, I mean, this is probably the people that don't believe in climate change either, and they don't trust the media. So I'm not surprised that they wouldn't trust the media when they tell them to get the hell out of there because they're going to die. But here's another reason, again, that they're going to die is simply because of the fact that um, Donald Trump and their administration has moved money away from FEMA to help with locking up more kids and more ICE you know, actions. So what, what, Donald Trump, what the Donald Trump administration is basically saying is that they find the need to arrest these low-hanging fruit, these non-threatening people who may have come here in violation of our border policy or whose parents might have brought them here in violation of border policy or who are otherwise not doing anything wrong except for the fact that they crossed the border. He thinks that taking care of those people and going after those people for political expediency is more important than helping the people in North Carolina who are going to need help unless by some miracle this storm turns because this storm is huge has a big storm surge and you need to get the hell out of Dodge and there are a lot of people who are going to be suffering from this storm and for Donald Trump is not doing anybody any favors by what's happened oh, I'm sorry Donald Trump you know did warn people to leave by making sure that we knew that Hurricanes are wet, very wet, very windy. These are big storms. You don't want to mess with those storms, but I'm bigger. I have more hot air in me. I'm a bigger hurricane. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, I mean, really can't say anything about it other than, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with it, but... Get the hell out of Dodge. If you have a homeowners and policy or a renters policy, you know, check your homeowners and renters policies. Make sure, you know, that you know, look to see if you have coverage for relocation because a lot of these policies will have that. Where if there's a state of emergency declared and a, and, a, and, a, and you have a mandatory evacuation order, you will get reimbursed by your insurance. They'll pay for your costs to live somewhere else. So. I mean, you don't have the money immediately, but they, you, you can get reimbursed for it. You can get a, like a dollar amount per day or what have you for to cover your expenses and your costs, et cetera. So take advantage of that as well. Um, what else? Okay, so I did want to talk about this last week, but, I mean, we had the – Here's one of the problems with, you know, 
we had the storm that was coming, but it wasn't even going to come till Tuesday night. But they took, they, they kicked, they said after Labor Day that the next day that kids didn't have to come to school, and then they said kids didn't have to come to Wednesday. So we were planning on evacuating ourselves, but you know, we at least we were getting ready for it, and then all of a sudden it was a big nothing burger that hit us. Nothing. We had a, we had the two nicest days we've had in a week and a half. Now again, this should not be taken as anybody in North Carolina. You should not take this as oh well, we can just ride it out. No. Because if that storm would have turned towards us and it would have been that big, we'd have left immediately. We would have already been gone. But one of the reasons I didn't have the show is because we had uh, the potential threat for a storm and I didn't really have the time to plan much. But one of the things I did want to discuss last week uh, was simply the fact that we have this process going on where they're supposedly vetting Kavanaugh. I mean, they could force a vote any time if they wanted to and they could pass the vote easily because they have the votes to do so. So here's the deal. In a situation where he was talking about Kavanaugh was asked about the Priest for Life case by Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz asked this question and Kavanaugh gave an answer describing the Priest for Life arguments in that uh, Colin basically saying that birth control pills cause abortions or kill embryos, or what have you, whatever exact wording he did, I don't know. But he was basically, if you listen to his argument, he was describing the arguments made by the Priest for Life case. CBS News and everybody and their mother jumped on this as an excuse. Look, Kavanaugh said that, that, uh, that birth control pills caused this, and it caused a whole big debate over what birth control pills do. Now, I have a problem with the priest for life statement because it's based on faulty science. There's no, there's no proof. You know, what I would have asked Kavanaugh, if I was on the Senate Judiciary Committee and I was able to get questions asked, I would say in the priest for life case, you are, you allowed them to present as, or these priests were allowed to present as evidence, a belief that something happened. Why were they not forced to prove that it happened? Because here's the thing. People who are conservatives believe that birth control pills prevent implantation. If you have a fertilized egg, they they believe that it prevents implantation. It used to be the belief of a lot of other people, too. There's some websites that say it still. But recent science has not been able to show that as a fact. So if birth control pills work to prevent implantation, then I could see the argument as to why they would be morally opposed to it because they would see the embryo as a human life and they would see anything that unnaturally discards that human life as being problematic. But here's the thing. There's no proof of it actually working that way. So if there's no proof of it working that way, they should have to be able to show this pill does this specific thing and that's why we're opposed to it. Not we believe that this pill does this thing, and that's why we're not supposed to it. That's the problem. And I would have asked that question. Simply, he stated his statement, and then everybody complained that he... Kavanaugh says that birth control pills cause abortions, or what have you. But he didn't say... It's like, if I got up on stage, and I said, um, Donald Trump supporters believe that Donald Trump is the best president we've ever had. 
And then if you came behind me and said, did you hear what Dan said? Dan said that Donald Trump is the best president we've ever had. No. I said what they believe. I didn't say what I believe. Now, it's very likely that, very unlikely that I would believe that, first of all, that I would believe that Donald Trump is the best president ever. Obviously, I don't believe that. He's the worst president we've ever had, period. Um, as soon as, yeah, he's terrible. But and when it comes to the argument made by the priest for life, it is very possible that Kavanaugh also holds that belief. I wouldn't be surprised that he does hold that belief. It wouldn't be shocking to me whatsoever. And if it came forward that he does support that belief, then sure, he should be criticized for it soundly because it is a terrible belief. It's wrong. It's incorrect. But this is the, a lot of the problems I have with, with liberals on certain issues is that they let, they let their feelings about certain things take over sometimes. And they, they, like these attacks against Kavanaugh were not rational. They were not rational attacks. They, they needed to be rational attacks. And you need, if you want to fight somebody for what they've said, you need to attack it rationally, which means the first thing you have to do is you have to represent the statements correctly. And anybody who stated that Kavanaugh, that this is Kavanaugh's opinion, instead of saying that this is his, him restating the Peace for Life's opinion, was not stating it honestly. And if you're not stating his opinion honestly, you can attack it rationally. You immediately start off with a lie, you've discredited yourself. This is the same type of thing that happened with the Louisiana State Democratic Party when Bobby Jindal was running for governor. And he had a collection of writings that could have been used masterfully by people who were interested in not seeing Jindal be governor. They could have, if they would have correctly represented what he wrote in those writings, he would have lost. I firmly think that he would have lost. Why? Because in those writings, he stated that Protestants can't possibly be trusted to understand what the Bible says, that only the Catholic Church can be trusted to say what the Bible says. That was his writing. What did the Louisiana Democratic Party do? Completely got it wrong. They misquoted him. And by misquoting him, they, they, they took away their ability to ever talk about the subject ever again. And then enabled him to lie about his own religious faith. He started running commercials up in North Louisiana, a very Protestant sector of the state, stating that instead of a Catholic, saying that he's a born-again Christian. And technically, I mean, Catholics are born-again, whatever, when they're baptized. But it's not what born-again Christian means. Born-again Christian has a specific meaning. It talks about evangelicals who, who I guess, are rebaptized and what have you. So instead of getting Protestants to run away from him like the plague and forcing Bobby Jindal to play defense on those words and the paper that he wrote, and then which would then cause him to either have to argue that he was wrong in the paper and then piss off the Catholics or argue that he was right in the paper and piss off the Protestants. But they couldn't do that because they started off with a lie. They started off with the idea that he and I don't remember the exact wording of the ad, 
but it was factually incorrect. And when I first saw the ad, I was like, because I knew, because again, I'm fairly knowledgeable about the man that is Bobby Jindal. I had to run against him. I had no help doing so, or very little help doing so. Um, I had no help from the party in doing so, which is what I meant. And, and so I had to educate myself about every single possible thing Bobby Jindal related. So when, they, when I first saw the, the ad from the Democratic Party saying what he said, I'm like, not what he said. You're wrong. You messed up. You completely screw up. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. They messed it up. So when I saw these people attacking Kavanaugh for supposedly stating these words, and he did say them, but he was saying them as if, just as I was just saying that Donald Trump supporters believe Donald Trump was the best president ever. You can't logically then come after me and say, Dan Zimmerman said that Donald Trump's the best president ever, because that's not what I was saying. I was describing their opinion. He was describing their opinion. He wasn't describing his own opinion. And therefore, I'm surprised it hasn't become more of an issue. I mean, there was an article that corrected the Democrats and other media outlets who did jump on that bandwagon. But, you know, you do that kind of crap and you risk losing the ability and losing credibility if you can't be credible, you're not going to be effective. And you can't argue out of feeling. You have to argue out of fact. And if you make a sloppy mistake like all these people did on Kavanaugh, you risk – I mean, I'd say you risk him becoming confirmed, but he's going to get confirmed unless a miracle happens. Like Senator John McCain. Like if Senator John McCain, you know, what he did when he – saved Obamacare when he, he left the hospital, came into the Senate, and voted no on Trump's bill and shocked the hell out of everybody. You need a moment like that to prevent him from becoming senator. Again, why? Because the Democrats screwed the pooch again by eliminating the nuclear option or by inv- invoking the nuclear option and eliminating the filibuster on nominees. Now the Republicans can just use a nuclear option whenever, get rid of the filibuster with parliamentary tricks, which shouldn't be allowed, but, you know, Democrats did it first. They laid their bed. They made their bed. Now they have to lie in it. Let's go ahead and take the last commercial break. Take any more calls that you might have, 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. 
So check out budgeteers.com or go to youtube.com slash budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a rideshare driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. Join the conversation. It's 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. Just to go back over a couple of things that either I forgot to mention or that, you know, know, I was going to mention didn't or just neglected to just realize it now. Um, One of the things that's been left out of the headlines about uh, Mayor Ben Zahn and Kenner and what he did uh, was that um, said at the news conference on Wednesday he did so on the advice of the city attorney. So he wasn't doing it because he felt he was wrong. He was doing it because the attorney advised him to not do so. But again, the bell's been rung. You can't unring that bell. Cannot uh, take back what he did. And he'll probably benefit from it in his political career. Now, again, as I said before, I ran against him and I think it was 2006. Yes. 2006 is when I ran for the Kennel council, Kenner council seat against him. And it was a very conservative district. I was thinking I'm the only Democrat that ran in that race. Um, I worked very hard, you know, in that election. I'd really tried to go around, knock on doors, meet people, you know, explain to them why I felt it was the best candidate for the position um, what probably killed me was the fact that I was a Democrat in a conservative area, and you know we have a lot. Of, we have a lot of registered Democrats here in Louisiana because some point way back in the day they're like, well, you couldn't vote in a, you couldn't vote in an election if you weren't a Democrat way back in the day. I was like, well, that's not the case now, so shut up, stop it, and register correctly so people can more accurately identify you and so I don't have to bother you as a, as a so-called Democrat. But, um. You know, ran against him. We had civil conversations. We've we've talked since. Uh, talked to him before one of the Kenner Council meetings when he was mayor about the issue of ride sharing. And before I spoke before that meet before that body about that, and actually got an applause for the, one of the first times ever. Actually, I think I take that back. There was one time where I made a statement um, after Pope John Paul died, and the city of Kenner honored him. And I spoke about a lot of the things that Pope John Paul did. And I made some points about it, and I said that I thank the city of Kenner for, for 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 honoring him because he did a lot of things for the Jewish people. Um, and uh, I did get an applause from the city council, and from the not the city council itself, but from the people sitting in the audience. Probably the only time I ever did so. Most of the time, I probably got booed, um, or maybe I was applauded by half the audience, but not the entire audience, depending on which side of the audience I was agreeing with that day. Because city of Kenner at least back in the day. I don't know if this is the case now, but City Center back in the day was very interesting because um, you basically had two factions. There was the <coughs> Capitano faction. The Capitano faction was 
more supported by the fire department um, and often feuded with the police. And then you had the Gajemi faction who Gajemi used to be the chief of police and then he tried to run for mayor. Um, and I probably got along a little bit better with the Gajemi faction than with with Kajemi than Cam- I, I, for a fact, I got along well better with Nick Kajemi than I did with Phil Capitano. But the supporters still didn't like me because I wouldn't just bow out of elections because Nick Kajemi wanted me to. Um, or Phil Capitano wanted me to either. Both of them wanted me to get out of the election. And neither of them were, and neither of their sides were, able, were willing to believe that this is the case. Um, but that's a whole other story. But so the, you, you've had these, you know, fire fighter versus police officer feuds going on in the city. And I was like, you both should be natural allies. You both risk each other's lives to help people. You know, and one of the reasons I moved to Kenner was because it was a very safe city. Um, so I just, and I've heard things about some officers in Kenner doing things that you, that you hear about in other areas. And again, all groups are going to have their bad apples. And I think more needs to be done by police officers to help police themselves internally, just like I said earlier in the show, Democrats need to police Democrats. Republicans need to police Republicans. Police officers need to police police officers need to make sure that the bad ones go away. But it was a very interesting situation back then. Um, and then I don't know if that's, that's the situation now. I don't know how, you know, because you had um, back then Zahn and Howland were the people that came first and second in that election. And Zahn, people told me, was being supported by the Capitano side and Howland was being supported by the Kinjemi side. Um, and so, and I, of course, got supported by nobody because I didn't, because that election, I was actually supporting a different candidate for mayor. Surprisingly enough, the candidate that I supported for mayor won and beat those two. But yet I couldn't, I couldn't get elected to help that mayor do good things for the city. So who knows? Who knows what the minds of the people of the city of Kenner think? But, you know, again, I, I had... Very, I've had have had very good conversations with Ben Zahn. You know, I, I was a little bit surprised that he did what he did. Not completely, because he's a Republican and he's an elected official, and he's probably trying to set his sights on something higher. So, of course, he's going to do something that's going to get traction for the voters that he wants to attract. So, if he wants to attract those. You know, voters in the state of Louisiana for a potential open, potentially open state or U.S. Senate seat, if Kennedy wins, guess what? This is the first step in doing so. And while I disagree with it on a pure, um, you know, on its face, I disagree with it, obviously, because I support what Kaepernick is doing. I support Black Lives Matter. I support the idea that we should stop this crap that goes on where police officers are pretty much allowed to murder black citizens um, and then use the, and then hide behind the badge and have other members of the police force, you know, use the thin blue line excuse to not come forward and say, look, this guy did wrong. We need to oust him from our ranks. You know, so I, I disagree with what he did, but it's also astute political maneuver in the state of Louisiana because the state of Louisiana is very conservative, very red hat-ish, 
very, very much behind this president, love what this president, they love what this president is doing. They applaud it gleefully, as I said, and they'll probably applaud Zahn gleefully for doing what he did, even if he eventually was forced to back down. And I'm sure the argument that will be made, and I'll have to remember this episode, uh, I mean, I did call it Kennebra, so it's kind of hard to forget, because that's a lot of times, the former mayor of, of Kenner um, hated the idea that people refer to Kenner and be like, Kennebra, because that's how people, you know, I'm from Kennebra, and it's just, that's the joke down here, just in case you didn't know. Um, but, you know, I'll have to mark it out, because I'm sure, well, this will be my prediction, a bold prediction, that if he does run for the Senate or some other higher office and it does, and this does come up and they ask it and then, you know, the people are going to applaud him for doing it. But then if somebody asks, well, then why did you change your mind? He'll probably say something in effect, Oh, the politically correct media prohibited me from standing up for the, the, the soldiers and the firefighters and the policemen, because I, you know, I'm trying to be patriotic here, and but it's too, it's not politically correct to be patriotic in this day and age. And, and supposedly it was causing so much division and divisiveness that I had to, I had to take a step back and, and remove that um, memorandum and make it no longer official. Um, and by attacking the media for being politically correct and for attacking, you know, he'll probably be still applauded by the same people that applaud his action. They'll be like, yeah, yeah, it was the media's fault that he had to rescind his order. It's the media's fault and it's the political correctness and, and yeah, go Trump, blah, blah, blah. Probably what he'll the arguments that I'll make and probably what the people say about him afterwards. So, I mean, that'll probably be for another about year and a half, maybe, maybe a year. Won't be until next year. So we'll be able to, you know, determine whether or not he does, because Kennedy would have to run and win first. So probably about a year and a half or more before um, any sort of special election would be run. But I'll remember back to this day and I'll be able to, hopefully I'll be able to look back and, you know, but hopefully I won't look back. Hopefully Kennedy will lose the race. But he might, again, even if Kennedy loses the race for governor and John Bell Edwards is able to maintain his uh, governorship for another term, still, we still have the issue of he could run for something else. Zahn could run for something else, something else higher than what he's currently sitting at. And he'll be able to, uh, you know, use this again for his political advantage. Anyway, that's the end of this week's show. Uh, tune in next week, same time, 8 p.m. Central, blogtalkradio.com slash liberalband. You can follow me at facebook.com slash liberalband, uh, liberalband.com, or at liberalbandradio on Twitter. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. <laughs>